Well, hello, everyone. It's Cindy Novotny back for another kick-ass episode of My Secrets to Stamina. For any new listeners, welcome. I'm thrilled to have you join us. And to my loyal followers, welcome back. You know, I've been talking for over a year now on this platform about what my secrets are, like living with no balance and loving it. I've had some amazing guests and will continue to bring all the best of the best to you. I've recently been getting so much engagement about this podcast from people I don't even know saying, wow, you really are the kind of girl that I want to listen to. And I recognize that I truly love to hear from everyone. In fact, I know that I got a heart of gold and I'm just that kind of girl and I want to share with everybody. I'm connecting with people all over the world. I love the fact that everyone's podcast, no matter who you are, the role you play, want to get better and better. Everyone has a dream, a journey, and my goal is to help you be successful, live the life you want. They deem me the radical mentor and I'll help you look at your life and definitely change the standard of what balance looks like. And by the way, have the stamina to do this. So let's go right ahead into my episode today on uplifting others to do their best. This is about bettering your team, bettering those around you. You know, in every few episodes, I'd like to come in solo and speak to you about things from my perspective. We've reached out to our followers. We've asked the topics they want to hear about. So here you go. That being said, I am always open to new ideas. But today I'm going to talk about uplifting and inspiring others to do their best. This one is also about bettering the team around you, your colleagues, your friends, your family. This is perfect for business owners, leaders of any kind, and even moms and dads and friends who also need some motivation to uplift others. So I hope you enjoy it. So we all know that it's very hard to motivate, to uplift, and inspire ourselves. But sometimes, especially in recent years, we've been left alone to do it ourselves. But now we have to look at how we can do it for others and what do we have to do? You know, a couple things that I think about is first, making sure that you are in the moment every time you're having a conversation. Again, whether it's one-on-one with colleagues or family or friends, but in business, it is so important that you dedicate time to do one-on-ones with your team. Think about it. We are going at a very fast, pace point. Everybody is busy. And all of a sudden, the week's gone. It's a Monday. Now it's a Friday. And people that work for you or work around you sometimes have no idea what project you're working on, what's happening, and by the way, what is going on in their work that you might be able to help them with. See, I find that one-on-ones allow you to give feedback to each other, two-way feedback. If you're the leader, feedback to the person on your team, and opposite, they get to give you feedback. But it's not just feedback on improvement. It's positive feedback. You know, this week, I think you did a great job on XYZ proposal, but let me tell you why you did a a good job. You know, finding the gold and the good in people and highlighting their strengths to allow them to celebrate some success is really important. But I can tell you that this does not happen all the time. What I find is when I'm talking to people in all types of roles, customer service roles, sales roles, any kind of role, I say, so how often do you meet with your boss? Well, I'm supposed to do a one-on-one every week, but he just keeps postponing it. And, you know, I, 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 I don't get the time I need with him. So I simply say to them, then you need to ask for it. 
You need to say, I need 30 minutes of your time and what is a good schedule this week? And I'm gonna send you an Outlook invite and I'm gonna book that time. Time is more valuable than money. And I, I want you to think about it. Time is more valuable than money. Because if you're doing rework, if you're working twice as hard on a project, that in five minutes, your boss could say, oh, no, 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 let me, let me show you how to do that easier. You just saved yourself so much time to allow you to get on with your job, get out of the office, get to where you want to go, to have the time to spend with those around you. Now, the other thing that comes up when I look at uplifting others is that I've tried to create a world where our team knows their personal life blends into their work life. No one feels nervous or walks on eggshells if they have to take a personal call, if they want to listen to a podcast, if they want to jump on Instagram or Facebook and, and look at something. No one's saying to them, you can only do that at lunch. We recognize that we have to answer emails even on the weekends because we have clients all over the world. And I recognize that as a leader. So my team knows that I'm not going to, I sometimes send them emails, you know, at 10, 11, 12 at night, just because of my different time zones. I've never expected them to return that email immediately. They know if it's an emergency, I'm calling them. I'm calling them. And if they don't answer, I'm leaving them a message, sending them a text. And I guarantee you the minute they see it, they will step out of a restaurant. They'll figure out a way to call. But how often does that really happen? Not that often. But no one gets stressed out when they're getting the email from me stating that I need you to talk to me. Now, how does that uplift people? You know how that uplifts people? <laughs> is that when, you're per when people say, oh, our ethos is we want you to be you. We want you to come to the table. We want you to feel good. You know, family is so important. And then you try to take a call from a daughter or a son or a husband or a spouse or a partner. And you got a boss looking at you like with daggers, like, why are you on the phone call? That is not uplifting. Uplifting is that you know you can talk to anybody anytime and you're still going to get your work done. That's how you blend personal and work. Now, obviously, if someone spends all day long on personal things and they're not getting their job done, that's a whole different conversation. And uh, we'll get to that in another podcast. All right. But when you think about it, you support and uplift your colleagues and your team by doing little tiny things for them. I mean, I'm, I'm known for giving a little gift or putting for the holidays something on everyone's desk. Do I have to do that? No. Do I expect it from anybody in return? No. But I do get it. I get it from uh, different people. I'll come in and, you know, there'll be a tiny little pumpkin on my desk in the fall or there'll be a little roses saying, welcome home. But no one expects any of this. It's just how we take care of each other. You know, going through tough times, dealing with personal problems getting a little note on your desk saying, hey, I'm here for you if you need anything. That uplifts each other. But I do think one of the biggest things in uplifting each other is to be more flexible. And I think for myself, I can get very kind of rigid. Not, I'm not that like detailed and organized in that rigid, but very rigid, like no my way or the highway. No, I've done this a hundred times before, so I know it'll be best. That type of attitude can shut down my team. Now, I work on that all the time, but my team knows that if I'm going down that path, what's uplifting to them is that they can say, hold on, time out. Can you just let us finish our thought? And no one gets mad. No one gets bent out of shape, and we do it all day long. 
Now, when I think about that, it takes me to, you know, how you really look at your job in, in, in general. When you think about it, we spend a lot of time at work. And when you want to uplift people, you have to recognize, and I talk about it all the time, that balancing work and pleasure is very difficult. Instead, you have to learn to love your work more. If you don't love what you're doing and you're not working with people that uplift you and keep you positive, obviously we have tough days, then probably, I don't know, you're in the wrong job. I recently just had a friend who was in a position and she was not enjoying who she worked for at all. And basically said, I'm just not happy. And I don't need to be in a position like that. She literally decided, I'm leaving this job. And when she sat down with her boss, her boss said, okay, I don't think you fit in that well anyway. And she's like, uh, okay, maybe you could have told me that. Now she felt the negativity. She felt the backstabs. She felt some of this. But if your boss isn't seeing it, how uplifting is that? So let's go back to learning to love your work more. Did you know there are 168 hours in a week? If you sleep eight hours a night, you have 112 waking hours per week. The average American works 40 to 50 hours per week. That leaves you with roughly 72 life hours versus 40 work hours, a 32 hour difference. So why do so many people feel like we don't have enough time to balance our life as a family and a career person? I have said this forever. You get 72 life hours versus the 40 work hours. What I think it is, is you don't sometimes like your work. Hence why I said, you have to learn to love your work. That means you have to surround yourself by people that uplift you, people that are great on your team. Will there be disagreements? Absolutely. In fact, I think arguing at work is good sometimes. Saying, no, I disagree. Believe me, I work in an organization where there is not a meeting we have, not a discussion we have, where every single one of us are on the same page. One person likes this, one person's like that. It could be on design of something. It could be as simple as business cards. And one person's like, no, 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 I like that. And then two other people are like, well, I don't. And so we have to talk through it. We have to uplift each other that you come to the table with ideas. I believe that in order to enjoy life and enjoy work, you have to increase the quality of your own life hours. Think about that. Do you go home and you're happy? Do you go home and do what you want to do? You know, I travel all the time, but there's weeks that I am home. And obviously this is not COVID related anymore. It's because I might be home working on a project and then I'm flying out on a Sunday morning. And that quality of life hours to me is really important. I, I'm enjoying cooking when I'm home, but I'm doing it like in a crock pot because I actually can't, I don't leave my desk till sometimes six o'clock at night. I can't go home and like, oh, let me just create this unbelievable dinner. So the crock pot, are you kidding? I didn't use that crock pot since I think I got it, I don't know, years ago. But what it does, it's allowing me to enjoy those life hours when I'm home. And that makes such a huge difference. But how does that relate to lifting people up? Well, I don't go home and say to Lefty, like, 
Why didn't you get something? You you left before I did. Why didn't you start cooking something? Why don't let's go out to dinner? I don't go home with that attitude that it only belongs to one or two of us. It belongs to both of us. And I uplift him and he uplifts me. We all figure out what do those life hours look like? Like I love sitting out on the deck and having a drink before we have dinner. I like doing that. It's fun to me. And part of the reason it's fun to me is that it gives me time to kind of decompress and, and we catch up and we talk. But that's our choice and it's uplifting to each other. So how can you be inspirational without being, you know, kind of like, well, I'm not a keynote speaker here. I'm not really an inspirational person. Well, yeah, you are. But don't ever think that you can affect everyone around you if you aren't positive and inspirational. I'm all about encouraging quotes in the office and at home, but let's think about personalizing the inspiration for every person. Not every person is driven by the same type of thing. You know your team, you know your family. So, I mean, Carla in our office, she loves, we have a big chalkboard. Every month, she wipes it all down and does an incredible, like, you know, for Valentine's, and then she goes to St. Patrick's Day, and then she does springs here, and little bunnies are hopping around. And I mean, it's really like she's an artist, all right? Now, that, that inspires her. She doesn't have to do that before work or after work. She does it during work. We don't say, Carla, what do you, this is not school here. You can't color on the chalkboard. No, she loves doing that. Now, if I did it, I'd just say, happy spring, because... I can't really take the bunny and copy it. She literally copies it like a little artist and she thinks that's cute, right? She decorates and organizes her desk almost every month. Every month you come in, there's a new little bat and a new little bat and that's inspirational to her. But yet I'm uplifting her by letting her do that. Not, well, you know, the protocol in the office is everybody can only have one picture at their desk and you can only have this there. And what are those little twinkle lights you put up? No. It's, it's insane, some of the things that I hear. And that's not uplifting. I don't have to say a quote every day to keep her going. I keep her going by saying, hey, go work out at lunch, do your chalkboard, talk to your family. And she gets her job done and then some. So as a business owner, a leader, you are working your tail off. And yes, that comes with the territory. I get it. I'm working my tail off every single minute of the day but I need the team in some capacity to have that same drive. Think about it, whatever you do. What if, again, you stay at home and you're raising your kids and you need the team? You know who the team is? The one, the two, the three, the four kids that you have there. They're a team. Are they all at the end of the day putting their toys in their own little basket that has their name on it and putting it on the toy shelf? Or are they just leaving it a hot mess and then they go to bed? What's the team do? Because that's, absolutely exhausting if you're a parent to have to do that and then you put everything away. I believe it's a two-way street on uplifting. I believe that conversations, that dealing with the tough stuff, that absolutely people say what's in it for me, that we set the example, never ever leading by fear, never. So if I were to say to you right now, I want you to make a list of the top 10 things in your personal life that really make you happy and where you have to change to spend more time doing it, how would you do that? Who are you going to talk to about that? Who are you going to sit down and say, we got to block out time to figure this out? Then do the same thing for work. 
list the top 10 things that you just love about your job and say, what am I going to be able to do that I can keep doing this? What if you get a new boss? And that new boss doesn't appreciate some of the fun things that your other boss let you do. Do you have a conversation with them? Do you say, well, I've worked here for these years and this is what I've done? Or do you just roll your eyes and now you are in a bad state? See, uplifting comes from being able to speak your mind, from being able to talk, to be able to be a part of the solution, to have a seat at the table, to be able to not agree and not be worried that you're not agreeing. And it allows you to, to continue to do a better job every step of the way. So think about adapting your style to those people that report to you and to your clients or even your personal relationships. We talk a lot about behavioral styles. We talk a lot about the fact that I'm very much a type A driver, expressive, just cut to the chase kind of person. And I have people on my team that aren't like that very analytical, they ask a lot of questions, they want timelines, they like to have things spelled out. That's fair enough. Because the way I uplift them is I give them what they need from me and they give me what I need from them. So when I am dealing with a person on my team that wants to have a little bit of a timeline and let's go through this, I may not type it out in a whole Excel spreadsheet, but I'll get them on the phone, we'll walk through it together. They're taking their notes, they feel very comfortable because I outlined it. But when they're dealing with me, they're sending me a bullet of these are the top five things we got to get done by today by five o'clock. And by doing that, you allow each other to feel good because you don't have that stomach ache. And that's where uplifting people is not just kumbaya. It is not just rah, rah, rah. It is not just, you know, thinking everyone has to, to love the same things you love or like to do the same things you like but it's about going toward the same goal and the same drive. Again, I'm a firm believer in being relentless. I'm a firm believer that I can't do this alone, but I'm not going to drag people along to get them to do it. If you're on the team, you have to know that we all have to take care of one another. We have to uplift each other. We've got to be able to get to the table and get things done. We can't pass the buck. We can't say, I can't do that. I'm too busy. We've got to get it done. And I know many of you listening to me right now have a life where business is absolutely coming at you. And yes, we are slammed and going 100 miles an hour, but with less people, less resources, and more anxiety than we've ever had because we still, in the past several months, we're dealing with postponements or cancellations or no, we're not going to sign that contract, or now legals put 20 more four pages into the contract that we have to sign. So nothing ever comes across as quite that easy but we have to be able to get to that point. So when I think about it, I think about the conversations that I sometimes have with random people. And I want you to know that every one of these examples and little story I'm gonna tell you right now happens. So recently, I was given very, very bad service. And I'm not gonna say the company and not gonna say where it happened. And it was terrible. And so I immediately, went to somebody above a manager and a manager right while I was still at that business. And I said, this is exactly what happened. And I gave the name of the person and I explained exactly what happened. And they said, we would like you to give that person feedback right now. Now I'm not working at this business. I'm just a customer at this business. I said to them, you want me to give you feedback right now? I mean, you want me to go to an office? I mean, I give feedback for a living and we're a training company, but they didn't know that. I said, they go, no, we want you to give it to them right now. 
Now, I was pretty much mystified at this because there's other customers walking around, so they brought the person out. She gave me a very lame apology. I'm really sorry, you know, because they obviously told her I was mad. I called her by name, and I said, uh, you're apologizing for the wrong reason. Let's back up to this entire interaction. You were rude, and this is what you said, and this is what you did, and I would like to help you get better in the future. And she just stared at me. Her leader was standing right next to her. I talked very nicely, never raised my voice, never screamed, never swore, never was unprofessional because there's customers wandering around. I said, I actually like to help people and I would like to help you. And so if you will allow me 15 minutes right now, we can do some role plays. Now you might be thinking, oh my God, that is so Cindy and it's so me. So I continued to role play. I don't know how much she was enjoying it at the point, but we were doing it and we continued to role play. I played her, she played me, and I showed her how it could have been handled. I said, so let's just try it again. At the end, she took a hold of my arm and she said, I've just got to say thank you because no one's ever actually given me that feedback. So I immediately looked at her boss who was standing right next to her. I said, so I just did your job for you for the last 15 minutes. And now this is the feedback I'm going to give you in front of her. This should never have gotten to this point. She should have been trained how to handle this situation. And that's your job. And at some point, everyone has got to help each other in dealing with tough situations, customer service issues, problems. And that, my friend, is your fault. Now, I'm not making this story up. I couldn't possibly make this story up. But let me show you how I do uplift people throughout the year. I carry my business cards everywhere. And last year in 2021, I gave cards out to people that are phenomenal. I say, hey, you know what? I could hire you in a minute. You're phenomenal. And you can ask anybody on my team. I've hired people on my team that I met in a nail salon. You know what I mean? Because I heard them. I saw them. I thought they'd be good. Right? And they've proven it over, over 10 years now. So I will hire on attitude any day. And I will train on skill. But I also give cards out to the really bad ones. And I say to them, so guess what? You're probably never going to make it in this industry. Hospitality, let's say. You're negative. You don't seem like you like your job. But here's my card. And I'll give you some free coaching. And I charge for coaching, by the way. But you'll get it free. So all you have to do is call the office and uh, say, I met Cindy. This is what she told me. She gave me her card. She said she'd give me this feedback. Last year, 17 of those people that were negative called me and I helped every single one of them. We helped them with their resumes, their LinkedIn's, and every single one of them said, I never in a million years had anyone develop me like this. And that's uplifting. Uplifting isn't I just bring you candy and I pick you up a latte from Starbucks and I have flowers on your desk. Uplifting is helping people get better every single day. But at the same time, you have to want to change. You have to want to grow and you have to want to accept the feedback. So think about your inner circle. Think about the people that you surround yourself with. When was the last time they gave you honest feedback? When was the last time you sat around a table at work and said, so what is things I can do to help make all of your jobs better? Uplifting and let them answer. And then when it becomes your turn, 
then they say, what can I do to make your life easier? Uplifting. Instead of everybody works in silos and everybody talks about, well, I wish you'd do it that way. I don't like the form and how it was sent. I think that's terrible. Why can't we figure that out? That's disastrous. It's backstabbing and it hurts people's feelings. So the more you do it, the better, the better you get and the better you can uplift people. You know, by uplifting others, you actually rise higher toward your own destiny. You see, it all ends with us. You can go home at night knowing that you absolutely helped other people be better than they could ever be. And you can feel good about that. I think sometimes we don't give the tough feedback because we think it's not going to uplift somebody. Well, guess what? It is definitely going to uplift somebody because maybe they don't even know the mistake they're having. And giving that feedback and developing people is the most uplifting thing you can do. You know, I look at it this way. Every single day you wake up, you never know how much time you have left on this earth. And every single day you can make a difference in someone's life. So I'm going to go back to the story that I told you where I gave feedback in the middle of this business to this person. You never know who's listening or watching. Because as I got ready to walk out the store, I heard somebody call me by name. Oh my gosh, I thought I recognized that voice, Cindy. And there was one of my other customers from a totally different business overhearing the entire scenario. She walked over to me and said, that was incredible. I mean, unbelievable. And that, I mean, how great that you were able to give that feedback. I said, well, I didn't really appreciate giving it in the middle of the store, but you know, I was asked to do it. And she said, oh, I just knew, I'm going to tell everyone I know that when Cindy Novotny stands up giving a lecture or a speech or in a classroom and she tells all these stories, she's not kidding. She said, but you know what you did for me today? You uplifted me because you, again, reinforced that every day I make a difference. You reinforce that you never know who's listening. You never know who's watching. See, I believe helping the most random people sometimes can be the most uplifting experience for you. So think about it for the rest of this week and think about what you can do to be better tomorrow than you were today. Because really, it does all start with us. It starts with you and it starts with me. So hopefully I gave you some tips. Hopefully I got you charged up, but please join me for my next episode as I sit down with the man that makes it happen with the restaurant that I'm a partner in, our partner for more years than you can count, Mr. Dave Hanna. Dave and I are going to get right into it, maintaining stamina in the food and beverage world, and how he has made our restaurant, the restaurant that he has given every ounce of passion to, to be one of the most sought after establishments, not just in Southern California, but in the country. He's a guy that focuses first on uplifting people, and then he continues to make sure you do your job right. And all he ever asks in return is that you help uplift him at the same time. So can't wait to see you and really have you hear from us next time on what it takes to make it in one of the world's toughest industries, the restaurant business. Have a great week, everybody.